This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Yes, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm glad to be back with you and minister from the Word of God. Well, we're looking at the Gospel of Mark, you and I, and uh, we've come now to verse 13 of chapter 3 of Mark. It said, The Lord Jesus went up into a mountain and called unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out demons. Simon he surnamed Peter, and James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. Jesus knew they had a short fuse already. (laughs) God will not make any discoveries about you, beloved. If you yield yourself to him, he knows it all already. Sons of thunder. And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. And they went home. Now, what was his purpose in in choosing and ordaining these twelve? It says that they might be with him, number one, that he might send them forth to preach, number two, and to have power, heal sicknesses, and cast out demons. You want to think about that for a moment? What does the Lord Jesus want most out of you? What you do? No, not primarily. He said that they might be with him. John 4, the Lord Jesus said, The Father seeketh such to worship him. There is a lonesomeness in the heart of God that is only satisfied when you and I commit ourselves to him and walk closely with him. Enoch walked with God, it says. To be with him. What does it mean to be with the Lord Jesus? Now he's gone back to the Father. He's seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. And he intercedes there for you. His main business is to is to name your name and mine before the Father. He ever liveth to make intercession for them that come unto God by him. Any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And he's the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. He's there in the presence of the Father, naming your name, beloved, as you come to him in simple faith. So what does it mean, then, to be with Christ in this day and hour? Well, the blessed Spirit of God has been given to reveal the things of Christ. It says, Jesus told his disciples, He shall take the things of mine and show them unto you. The Spirit of God reveals all that the Lord Jesus is, and the presence of Almighty God is made real in your life through the indwelling Holy Spirit. When you're saved, when you become a Christian, born from above, born again, then the Holy Spirit of God enters into your life. Your choice, of course, is to yield your whole life to him so he can fill your life. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, Paul says in Ephesians 5.18, but be filled with the Spirit. So that's your choice and, and your answer to God's command. But the Holy Spirit of God comes to dwell in your life when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and he becomes by faith your Savior. So to be with Christ means to be aware of the presence of God and to spend time in his presence. I made a pastor call years ago when I was a pastor in LaSalle, Illinois. 
down there in the Illinois Valley. He spent some very happy years with the saints there in the First Baptist Church of LaSalle. And, of course, my rule in the pastorate for 18 years was make three calls a day, a thousand times a year, go tell somebody about the Lord Jesus. A home-going pastor makes a church-going people. You know that, preachers. So I was busy calling, as usual, and I made a stop at a certain home, and for a while no one came to the door. And I thought, oh, well, I guess nobody's home. And I was about to turn away when the mother uh, of the uh, family came to the door with her little three-and-a-half or four-year-old with her, both of them smiling broadly, welcomed me in. And as I went in, she explained the delay. She said, Pastor, I'm sorry you had to wait, but we were just talking to the Lord. You know, she said, we believe in practicing the presence of the Lord. And she smiled, and the little girl smiled with her so sweetly. So early in life, she was learning to be with the Lord Jesus. Now, this takes time. You don't rush into the throne room of God with your laundry list and quick uh, rattle it off and then go out again and, and think that you've really been, in this sense at least, in his presence. It takes time. It takes time. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. This is what the psalmist says, and he had learned it, I suspect, the hard way. Wait on the Lord. Take time to be with God. Be quiet before God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted, our Lord says. Now, how do you do this? Well, how do you pay attention to anybody? Number one, you focus your mental machinery, your attention on the person. Number two, you get quiet. You don't learn anything while you're talking at the top of your voice. You keep still. Number three, you think along the lines of the other person's reasoning. See, the law of listening is to be quiet and put out of sight and out of hand what you may have been thinking about and doing, and then you focus your attention on the other person. Try this when you're in the presence of the Lord. Get still in your own heart and mind. It takes a while because we are so upset with the things that are on us ordinarily, pressures of one sort and another, that when we come to praying, it, it turns out that we're still fussed and we're still... Uh, sort of turbulent, you know. Isn't it true? Well, now, take time then to get quiet before the Lord and be still before him and wait on him and let him talk to your heart. As I said to you a day ago or so, when you're in that position, always have a notebook and a pen or pencil handy because when God whispers to your heart in those quiet moments is apt to be very, very important in terms of his revealed will. Be still, to be with him. Now, what else does it mean? It means to invoke his presence and his guidance in the, in the circumstances of every day. I used to tell the young people at the college, pray your way through the day. Pray when you wake up, good morning, Lord, instead of good Lord, morning. You know, there's a difference. Pray before you greet your roommate or your families with a loving snarl. You can be pleasant early in the morning, even before you've had coffee. Pray before you start that first job of work in the, in the morning. Pray before you enter a class, something other than, Lord, don't let him call on me today. Pray before you make a decision. Pray before you start a trip. Pray before you go on a date. Pray before you answer the phone. You don't know who's on the other end of the wire. Pray before you open a letter. You don't know if it's a check or a bill. 
or an anonymous note. You know, you don't know. So pray your way through the day. Pray before you sign a contract. God has already read the fine print. The large print giveth and the fine print taketh away. You know that. <laughs> so why not pray before you enter into such an important mental transaction? Pray before you hire a person. God knows whether he's pure gold or just a gold brick. Pray before you transfer or do some other personnel decision. Certainly before you fire anybody, if you're in supervision, the most expensive thing you can do, my corporate friend, is to fire somebody. So you better pray that God will guide you in all these matters, right? Pray your way through the day. And, oh, by the way, there are situations that happen. We never know quite when they're going to come up, but uh, you can just feel yourself getting tense and about to blow up, can't you? You can just feel yourself tensing up and, uh, or either getting defensive or getting angry or getting irritable or whatever it may be. Oh, before you reach, long before you reach the blow up or give up point, whisper a prayer and say, Lord, take hold of me and guide me. What a what a joy it is to feel the Holy Spirit of God defusing a situation inside of your own heart. To be with Him means to spend time waiting on God. It means to pray your way through the day to consult Him in every action. Does God know which way, which route you should take, for instance, to get somewhere? One road is going to be full of detours. The other is going to be clear. Does God know that in advance? Of course he does. Does God know where you should buy a certain item, whether it's a new suit or a new car or a new typewriter or whatever it may be? Does God know where the best bargains are apt to be? Of course he does. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Jesus wants you to be with him in the living of every day, that they should be with him. And then I think when it comes right down to it, you and I reserve for our best friends the times we spend when we're just together and we don't have to say anything or prove anything or do anything. Relaxing in the presence of God. Have you ever done that? Just relaxing with your Lord. Get your Bible, read a little, pray a little, sit still a little, just relax in the presence of your Lord. He longs to be with you in that kind of a situation where you can talk, you can fellowship, or you can just be quiet and you don't have to prove a thing. Said he chose them that they might be with him. Then what else? That he might send them forth to preach. To preach. Ordinary word that uh, is used, translated preach, is keruso, to proclaim. I think that's the one that's used here, although I don't have my Greek New Testament in front of me. To proclaim the truth. There is a sense in which your best usefulness is telling other people about the Lord Jesus and what he can do. Now, there are many religious things that we do. There are many different kinds of work that we do. But when you bring it down to what the accountant calls the bottom line, the one thing that really counts is whether somebody else hears from you or from me that Jesus is who he says he is and that he can do what he says he can do. Bob Pierce used that very phrase one evening in, a, in an evangelistic rally someplace 
over in uh, Taiwan. And uh, the next day, he was leaving uh, for uh, the Tokyo airport, and from which within an hour or so he was going to transfer planes and leave for the U.S. And as he was getting on the plane uh, in uh, Taipei, this man followed him, and he said, Are you the man who spoke last night? Yes. Is it true that you said Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God? He can do what he says he can do, he can save? And, and Bob here said yes. He said, I've got to talk to you some more about this. Well, he said, the flight has been called and I have to get on. I'm sorry, friend. I have to get on the plane. He says, I'll see you. And after the plane had taken off, sure enough, here was this man. And coming down the aisle of the airplane, he stopped beside the chair where Bob Pierce was seated. And he said, I've got to talk to you some more. You say Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God, and that he can do what he says he can do. He can save me from my sins. And Bob Pierce says, yes. He said, well, would he do that right now? And Bob Pierce said, yes. And so he said, uh, can I ask him? He said, yes. So the man kneels down right in the aisle. And the stewardesses are walking back and forth, you know, stepping carefully over him. And there he kneels in the aisle and gives himself to the Lord Jesus. Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God. And he can do what he says he can do. He can save me from my sins. Dear Father, today, may we look at the tests and the trials and the tears and the heartaches, as well as the victories, as part of thy perfect plan for us in Jesus. I pray in his name. Amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.